episode of the Rob Miller podcast. We're going to be going over our picks. So for starters, we'll just go for the, the Saints and the Saints and Eagles game. I predicted that the Saints would win. You predicted the Eagles were going to win. I knew it. And you were right. Of course. Um, I don't know what it was, but just without Alva Kamara, that offense does not look good at all. Well, yeah, they don't have Michael Thomas either, and of course you don't have Drew Brees. Well, see, who? no one knows when Michael Thomas is going to be back either. <clears throat> Yeah, but when you when you become one dimensional with your offense, which they have become, it's Alvin Kamara or bust, and, well, and that's what we, that's what we've been seeing. And I think that was a big reason why they went after um, uh, Mark Ingram from the Texans. They brought him over so fast, like from after like letting him go to the Ravens. That and he was just I mean he he came back in he he played well, but it's not the same without Kamara. No. On that offense. No. And then just, a, I guess, just a competent quarterback in in, in itself, like, is, is a big thing, too. Like, of course. Without Jameis, who, he's competent enough to, to, to win games, but he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. That's the problem. And Simeon will, you know, he'll win a couple of drives, get some scores in garbage time to try and get closer to the to the end game, but he's not going to win you games, or at least a lot of games, especially against good teams. And Philly's been playing great. I mean, Jalen Hurts yep. is flying all around the field, like, like he's They've been playing well. Yeah, I mean, he's like, yeah, like whenever, even if like the none of the receivers are open, which tends to happen a lot because you just see him running around the field. He's just been, you know, really helpful. So we'll, we'll keep we'll keep Philly in the back pocket of, of of like a dark horse, good playoff team. We'll see potential wild card, I guess. Right? Yeah. Now that we have seven. Yeah. Seven right. teams. All right. Next we have. Uh, next was the the Dolphins over the Jets. Um, I I thought the Dolphins were going to win. You said the Jets were going to win, but I also said it was going to be a low scoring game, like a ten seven sort of thing. Yes. It ended up being a lot more points scored. Tua was playing good against a really bad team, so it's like, okay, is he really good or is he just playing average football? Who knows. Well, but the Jaguars are also a bad team, and he didn't play well against them either now granted it was in london and he was just coming back but he did what a a court a first round pick quarterback should do and that's beat a terrible team that's true Jets. yeah so i'm still not hyped on him i'm still not it doesn't matter who he beats really yeah uh, he is to me not the quarterback of the future for yeah the dolphins no. but you were right in your prediction that they would win and I'll give it to you. Right, yeah. No, I, I don't believe Tua is the answer by any sort of a means. Like, he is very inconsistent. He's injured often, and he just doesn't seem reliable, you know. And I just, I don't, I, I mean, if he fills the spot now, okay. But it, I, I can totally see the Dolphins trying to move forward and getting another quarterback, whether they stick with the opportunities that they're going to try and get Deshaun Watson but pending these these legal issues whenever they get solved, which, I mean, there's, what, 26 of them or something like that, something crazy? I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, so they need to figure some some sort of succession plan for uh, the, for, their, for their quarterback position. So and Can I just add something here? Yeah. Um, Joe Flacco is elite. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, and yeah. that's been proven. Oh, yeah. When he played the Dolphins, he was so elite wow. that he thought about that $126 million deal that he got Back with the Ravens, mm-hmm. and uh, he just didn't give a shizzy. No, yeah, no. That so was... that's why he came out and didn't beat the Dolphins. Yeah, because true. he's he's that elite. <laughs> I, I I wrote down in one of my notes. I said Joe Flacco still has some juice, but he's squeezing it out of the pulp. Like it's 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 he's almost empty. Well, he had he, some he, I mean, he had some good throws. You can't deny he had he had good throws to uh, that 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 rookie. I cannot remember his name. Um, but he he had two touchdowns, which was huge for them. But they, I mean, obviously they still lost. But like, 
It's it's Joe Flacco. You're not gonna. That, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't. He's not the guy that's going to uh, lead your team to victories. Absolutely. He's in there right now as a band aid, so that maybe they can squeak out a couple wins. Sunday didn't happen. We they just they're just gonna keep moving forward. Yeah. It's the Jets. They're just not a good organization. Yeah, I, I agree. They've had a lot of dysfunction. Um, next, uh, the Panthers <clears throat> over Washington. I was wrong. Actually, we were both wrong about this. Pretty sure we both said the Panthers were going to win this game. I am pretty sure we both said the Panthers yeah, were going to so, win. Just because it was like, okay, well, Washington just beat a really good team. So And now they're, now they're going to go downhill. Kind of yeah. like the Jets. They beat a good team. And then they're like, okay, well, that, we're done playing football now. Yeah. Um, you know, even you know, despite Cam Newton playing a playing a, a good game, I'll say he played a really good game. Um, he still showed his inconsistencies when it came to uh, converting on third down when he had to pass the ball. When he's in short yardage, it's hard for it's hard for people to beat him because he's he's he can be dangerous. You know, in in short yardage, whether it's just trying to get a first down, fourth you know, fourth and short, or on the goal line, and he showed that against the Cardinals too. Um, but the fact that he, like, Ron Rivera knew how to plan for him and even came out and was like, yeah, I've got this little, like, back pocket of, like, plays I have set ready for, mm. for Cam if I ever have to go up against him. And now he had to, and it was in Carolina. So Ron Rivera really was prepared, and they, he really prepared his team, and that really shows how coachable these these, these guys are in Washington and how ready they are to – well, what also happened was what also happened was Cam was like probably like yeah well you know if you if you want to stop me from celebrating and you got to stop me yeah, I mean just and like then Washington was like okay they probably looked at Ron they're like and he said uh, yeah that's what we're gonna do <laughs> yeah. so the guy Cam Newton is a bum so that's why they lost. Yeah, I yeah, I, I like I said, I've never been a big fan of Cam. Um, he, but let's also add, it is surprising with Chase Young out. This is their first game with. Yeah, him and that, they still uh, like really put they, they put well. decent pressure on him, and they have, also have another guy, Montez Sweat, who's another uh, interior defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. He's really good, really good at getting getting to the quarterback, and he wasn't there, and that was kind of, that kind of really put a damper on the, on that defensive front because they're like, okay, well. We have to have other guys step up, and these other rookies get to come in, or these other like subpar players are coming in to help fill those spot, spots because they kind of need to. And I mean, now they are they are able to, and they're playing well. So, and that was a good team too. Like I think Carolina is a, is a good team, and I think that they can uh, they can go far. Um, I just don't think Cam's the Cam's the correct uh, quarterback to take them there. Um, and you know, Heine- Taylor Heineke was playing really well, especially against um, the Bucks when they beat them last week. They they methodically moved the ball down the field, con- controlling the the time of possession and keeping Brady on the sideline, which was huge. On top of playing smart football and not getting not getting drawn off sides or false starts or nothing really to set them back, no interceptions, anything. And he play- and he did the same thing here. You know, kept the ball away from the defense and moved the ball down the field efficiently. And I think that the, with with a good production, I think they can they can do they can do some damage. Um, and then we get to see the uh, the the Washington football team host the, the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. So I'm excited to see that one. Um, next, we get the Bills over the Colts. Uh, we were both we, uh, well, wrong, yeah. I, wrong, I straight wrong. up said Bills. Right away. Oh yeah, it was it was but a no brainer. This for us. Colts team is uh, surprising people just about every week. Even if they don't win, uh, I believe they've been close in most of their games. Um, and Jonathan Taylor was uh, oh man nuts. That dude is good. Five touchdowns, five total touchdowns, incredible. And the fact that he was just so useful, <clears throat> and it was kind of I mean if you got if 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 you remember last year Alvin Kamara had that six touchdown game on Christmas. Yes, which was incredible. No one thought that he that anybody was gonna kind of like almost match that and on a on a random cold like I th- I don't know if it was snowy or or rainy up in um, Buffalo, but just a random Sunday in in November and yeah, he almost did it. It was it was really great. Um, yeah, he's he's a, a freaking animal. He is so good. Um, so now can we also add? Josh Allen trash. Okay. <laughs> How do you go from being 
MVP level play to all of a sudden now you're not doing anything. Yeah, they had and like seven points. Not just like MVP <laughs> play, but like MVP front runner. Yeah, like he led the charge for like at least a month. And he then, was playing. Yeah, I, I mean, really and, good. and he deserved every bit of it. But then all of a sudden, either they hit they hit their buy or. Whatever it was that caused him to really like hit, for for him to hit this like wall that he's against, he just can't break through it for some reason. He can't like he he. he everyone thought that he had uh, he had he gotten his mojo back and the team was back in sync and all this other mess when they beat the Jets, but it was the Jets. That's the team. That's a game they're supposed to win and supposed to win convincingly. It's yeah. not just uh, you know. Granted, yes, it is a professional football team, but that's a game that they are supposed to win. They are projected to win, like at least twelve games. And if they didn't win, if they didn't beat the Jets, then I wouldn't say the season's over. But their motivation is what would have had to plummet at that point. And now I think it's even doing the same thing because, I mean, yes, the Colts are a good team, but that's a game. That's a team that. That they should have beat as well. I wonder if they're a team that gets uh, lets the hype go to their head. That might Potentially. be. That they're, really might they, be because everybody's yeah. like, okay, this is it. This is the Bills' year, and now, <clears throat> you know, like they went in against the Jags. Where at the beginning of the year, they're seen as, oh my gosh, this top defense. Okay, you know they have, they've been doing really well. Then all of a sudden, they lose to the Jags, and then they beat the Jets, right? And then they come for the Colts, and then their their top defense gets run over. Literally, yeah. Literally run through by one guy. So I don't know what they have to do, but they 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 need to reset themselves. Yeah, and absolutely. they need to focus back in and play like your supposed number one uh, defense is supposed to be playing. Yeah, and it's not like any any of their big starters are injured or anything like that. Nothing significant that would really cause their defense to to allow so many yards or so many touchdowns or, you know, the the dominance that the Colts had. Yeah, well, another part of it is you have a clown who plays for you, um, and his name is Stephon Diggs, uh, and he thinks he's just a great receiver, which he is obviously not. Um, when he played for the Vikings, he thought he was cool and, and great and whatnot, uh, and he's just not. So that's probably also bringing him down. Um, he probably thinks that, yeah, I'm Stefan Diggs. I'm a great receiver, and he's not. So I'll leave yeah. it at that. <laughs> All right. So now we've got the Browns over the Lions. So we we were right on this. Um, well, actually, I think you may have picked the Lions on this one. I'm not sure exactly, but I, I know that I at least picked the Browns. I thought the Browns were gonna blow them out just because. No, they I, what I said back. was, I said this is gonna be the upset of the week. Uh, the Lions are gonna lose to the Browns. Oh, okay, that's something right. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but th- this was as predicted. Um, yeah. The Browns were gonna win. the The Lions are out, still playing football, so it wasn't a you know a huge blowout. Yeah. But um, Nick Chubb did get back out. Yeah. He, he 100, scored 130 yards rushing mm-hmm. on that uh, you know on Sunday. And what do I? What do we say? Fresh legs. Oh yeah, absolutely. Lions he was running great. Are not a good team. No. So fresh legs against a good te- against a not a good team. This is the result that you're going to have. Absolutely. <clears throat> now I will say this too though. Baker really did struggle, and I think his injuries were really getting to him. He well, he's playing through three injuries. Yeah, his his ankle, his knee, and his shoulder. I think mm-hmm. is what it was. So yeah, I, I can understand his his inconsistencies or his. Um, his lack of, of of big time play that he that we we've come to kind of expect of Baker when it comes to uh, bad teams. So um, we'll, we'll see how he recovers. See if he sits out another week and and hopefully he gets better. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I don't wish you know injury like severe injury on any player because I mean I want to see these people succeed because it's entertaining. Yeah, it, it gives you know gives a lot of uh, of of cool things to talk about and so on. So. You know, making sure that these guys are, are are ready to play at all times is is nice to know. And I mean, they're people too. So either way, um, did you also notice that Jared Goff didn't play? Yes. I didn't know why. Did they did they mention that if he had like COVID or no? Because you you would have heard about uh, <clears throat> you would have heard something about COVID. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if I you would have been out anything. for the uh, for that reason, unless he would <clears throat> he started and then get got injured, but. 
when I looked at the stats on NFL.com, mm-hmm. um, it didn't say anything about Jared Goff putting in any sort of stats up on the um, up on their the Lions section of stats for the game. That is correct. So I don't think he started even. So who knows what he it was. has an oblique injury. Oh, okay. And so. then their backup. Tim Boyle, who used to back up Rodgers in Green Bay, oh. was the starter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, oblique did. injury. He's probably just tired of being out there, getting beat up every week, losing oh, every week. So, uh, he if, goes, oh, my goodness, my if, abs hurt. If I'm not mistaken, his um, uh, he's like one of the like the top three stacked quarterbacks in the league right now. Which is believable. Yeah. Alright, uh, moving on, we've got the 49ers over the Jags. We are both very correct on this one. This... Yeah, this sucks, man. Freaking Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I don't know. He, I guess he needs to do better. Because, you're, you know, now it's, now it's becoming, you are the top pick. Mm-hmm. You were here to turn this franchise around. And it's just not happening. Now, is it 100% on him? I've seen games where he passes the ball and the dudes freaking drop it. It's also the Jags and it's also Urban Meyer. So maybe if he went, if he had a better coaching staff um, around him, planning better, making a better game plan. But this is also the 49ers that he went up against. They are a good team. They've been, they they've become they're coming back into their their own on being a good team. Yeah. And uh, I mean, yes, it was the Jaguars. But they still beat them by double digits. Yeah, a three, a, basically a three-score game. Yeah. So that that's still a good win in the NFL. You beat somebody by you know uh, three scores. Um, not much else to say for me on that. But uh, I hope that they maybe finish out the season. Lawrence doesn't get injured, and they can have a good off season. Maybe try to figure some things out. I did see that that Meyer. Fired some people oh, on really? his coaching staff. That's interesting. Um, fire him now, I guess, before the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you, you can only hope that it's not like an offensive coordinator that's already like really put a lot of uh, time and investment in in Trevor Lawrence because that kind of dysfunction really like messes with that quarterback mindset of of how they're supposed to play because they're constantly changing. The offensive styles whenever they hire offensive coordinators because yeah. it's a constant change and the quarterbacks are just so confused and it leads to a lot of a lot of frustration, losing games and so on. The, especially for a young, the you know, best thing rookie. the best thing to do is if you have a system that works and you bring in a guy who says, "Oh, I can take us to the next level." If he's not going to change much, uh, but he may add to it. I, yeah, if I was a coordinator and I had a, a top prospect. Or if I had someone like, you know, even Tom Brady or Russi or Aaron or an established quarterback who is who's good at the at, at the offense that they're put in, I would change my style to fit them, but add in something that I see that could possibly put this team over the top. Yeah, and I hope that happens for Lawrence. I also see here that you have about the 49ers going to Tampa Bay, um, and, and beating them. And and something about beating them. Okay, so yeah, so when we get to our when we get to our game predictions, just keep that in mind. The 49ers just had a warm up game against the Jags. <laughs> and we were both right about the outcome. That's true. So um now from what I've heard that, that Earl Meyer could be one of the top like one of the top like bets for uh the, the next coach to be fired in the NFL. And which is kind of sad too, because he's a he's he's a traditional college coach. And they didn't give him is, any time, and they have yeah, he has absolutely no time to really do. It. So you can't change a fran- an NFL franchise overnight. You can't do it. You might be able to do it with a college football. You be just because like like look at look at what happened when uh, Jim Harbaugh went to Michigan. They went from like winning six games a year to ten. They but. They, they didn't do what he was supposed to go up there and do, which was to win national championships and beat Ohio State. So that's yeah, a little but, bit but different. See, but see, he still can't do that, though. But either way, my, my point is is that it, it might be a little bit easier to do in college, which is what people expect of, is probably, or probably expecting of Urban Meyer to do. Mm-hmm. But because it's an NFL franchise, these guys have been in the league for so long, and then you've got rookies that come in, and you have to have great chemistry because they stay there. 
It's not just a, it's a constant cycle of players so you can just, you have a mentality, it stays that way no matter what yeah. throughout your entire team. But because you have to have a cohesion of locker room players that, that play as a unit rather than just, you know, play to try and win in the NFL or to get to the NFL, it makes it way harder to to really turn a franchise around. And the fact that, that the, the they're, you know, like you're saying, like they Urban Meyer probably fired a couple of coaches, that might be a, a huge step to help build that franchise up. And who knows, maybe that's next That's why you start now. That's on, yeah, start, exa- a, start exactly. ahead of the time. Start ahead of the offseason, you're good. Yeah, exactly. And I think another thing that might help Trevor Lawrence out is like when Travis Etienne comes back. Well, you would like to think. Yeah, you. I mean, at that point, they'd have that tandem of of James Robinson and, and Etienne, and I think that that it could really help because you see all kinds of you know running back by committee or dual threat where you know uh, two running backs that come in and play well, Zeke and uh, Tony Pollard, uh, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. Um, you know, all these they have, they have a couple. Yeah, Aaron of, Jones and and, and, and AJ um, Dillon. AJ Dillon up yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So there's there's. <clears throat> several examples of it and it works and it works well so i think that that might help him a lot in the, in, especially in the passing game for, with with Travis Etienne so we'll um, have to see yeah and i'd like to add um like so like what we were talking about the um if you know, for for the 49ers so people are saying like this this game really shows that the 49ers are back and and honestly i i i don't believe it i can't i can't believe it yet I mean, look at what happened with the Bills. Look what happened with the Titans. You know, the Titans they you know they lose to a they lose to a, a, a really bad team and they win so many games. Like, okay, well, great, this is awesome. Now, I'd be I'd be one of the first people to tell you that I think the Titans are the team to beat, but that's by good teams. The good teams need to beat them, and I don't think the good teams can. For some reason, the bad teams can because they think they just oh it's just this team or oh it's just that team. So. I think that that the 49ers are are still it's still too early to to say oh this is an elite franchise again. I think if they if they can go and they can beat a good Rams team or since they did beat a good Rams team if they could beat them again, if they could sweep them. If they could go to um if they can go to Arizona and beat them, if they can go to Tampa and beat them, if they can go to the Chargers beat them, the Chiefs, you know, other really good teams if they can do that, then I can say yeah. The 1400s are back. Until then, I, I don't see it. You know, Kyle Kyle Shanahan has struggles whether he likes well he doesn't we like no one knows if he actually likes uh, Jimmy Garoppolo at all. Hmm. So the fact that he doesn't know what he wants out of this quarterback makes him throw seven times in the super or in, in the in the the divisional round. So <clears throat> we'll see. All right, Titans over the Texans. Speaking of the Titans. Man, what an ugly loss for the Titans. Like I said, they just for some reason the bad teams beat them, but the good teams can't. And then and then we have my stupid oh man, top quarterbacks in the league, Ryan Tannehill. Thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> so Thanks. But he was without Julio Jones. I'll give him that, I guess, but uh, still, thanks, buddy. Well, I mean, yeah, he was out without <clears throat> Julio Jones, and they didn't have, and they still don't have Derrick Henry. We don't know. Like, I'm. He's not coming back. They say they say he's not coming back at all for the rest of the season. They also say that he's going to be back by the, for for the postseason. So, so long as they're able to win the games that they need to win, like this one, this is one that they should have won. Mm-hmm. But I, man, Tyrod Taylor came out to play. That team came out to play. So. Props to the props to the Texans for coming out, making the biggest upset of, of and definitely I, of the week. I think that's part of being a a lowly team is you have more motivation to beat a top team. Yeah, because you have all just these... because it's fun. You're like, oh, <laughs> we have two wins, and then you're gonna come out and you're gonna beat a top seed in the AFC currently. Yeah, well, well that, that's motivation. If you're a top seed in the AFC or or you know you're a top seed in either conference. You should come out and dominate the other team and impose your will on them. But for mm-hmm. some reason, the Titans just decide to, again, come out and not impose. How do you beat the stinking Rams? Like, crush them. Beat the Rams. And then you come out against the Texans and stink it up. It's not even just the Texans, too. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills. Let's like, let's give this one our stinker of the week. This was absolutely the stinker <laughs> of the week. Wham, wham. <laughs> so yeah, no, everyone everyone was counting the Texans out, and, and I think that just added more fuel to the fire. So 
Good job, Texans. Uh, Packers over the Vikings. So I was wrong. I said the Packers were going to win. You were so right. I was spot on. <laughs> this Packers team is almost like a Camara team. Or not a Camara, a Saints team. Aaron Jones didn't play. What happens? Ten points in the first half against uh, against the Vikings. Come on. Then and then you you score one in the in the uh, third and then it just seems like you don't want to play football. Oh, oh, but now all of a sudden we're going to play football, and then we're going to score and then we're going to score fast. You know, two or three plays later, after you get the ball back, MVS scores and then what happens? Oh my goodness! Then the Vikings go down and score again and then you scored and they come down and they kick the game-winning field goal. So this is just again Green Bay is not a championship team, and that's that's just that. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, for there, there are there are times when like division rivals when they go to when they go to their their like their arch enemy, like they just don't come out to play for some reason. Like, and I know, like I have for some reason I have to bring this up. So when Brady was in New England, there were times where he would play Miami in like the dead of yeah. winter. He'd come, he'd go down to Miami in the heat, and he'd play terrible. It was always. If it was a game towards the end of the season and they would go down there to Miami, they had a good chance of losing to the Dolphins. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. But, and, and occasionally, like a few years ago, it knocked them out of, I think, the number one seed. Yeah. I think it was the Fit, Miami Miracle. Fitzmagic. Uh, well, they had that, but then they also had one where uh, Fitzmagic just clear up, straight up beat them. Yeah. But, yeah, they – but it's the same thing. Green Bay goes into Minnesota – and then they just freaking lose. Yeah, what's crazy too is like yeah, Aaron and Kirk Cousins, they both had, they basically had the same stats. They both had over 300 yards passing. Yep. They had both at least three touchdowns. I think um, Rodgers threw four. four. Yep. And then they both had no, there was no picks, no or very few penalties. It was a shootout. It really was. And and they had the you know, 68 to 69% passer rating Cousins to, to Rodgers. And... You know, and the fact that the Vikings won uh, knocked the Packers out of the number one seed in the NFC, which is crazy. Now the Arizona, now the Cardinals have it, as they rightfully should. They're winning with a backup. They, yeah, they they're a, they're obviously a better team. Yeah. Green Bay is not a better team compared to most of these teams. They can just pull out wins because you have. Yeah. Now I will say this though: the Packers still had some offensive linemen that were still out. Well, and now they just lost Elgton Jenkins for the season with an ACL. So yes. there goes another one. So it just keeps piling up. The defensive injuries kept piling up. <laughs> offensive line injuries keep piling up. This yeah. team is this team is now done for. But you know that mm-hmm. this like around this time of year is the seasons of when this is going to happen. That's just that's the problem though. Mm-hmm. So. But they've been without top players almost all season long. Right, and they're doing this. They're they're having the wins and the success that they have. Yes. So that that shows a testament to what the Packers are capable of, and I think that they they can still win and possibly make it to the Super Bowl. But they just have to continue to play smart football, and they have to uh, they have they can't let a shootout like this happen. The defense has to make the stops when when they need to, not whenever they want. I, to. I'm going to give it more to the offense. Okay. Because the offense needs to score. That's you true. To, you need Especially to score early. Yeah. You cannot go in to a divisional game and not score points by halftime. Yeah, I agree. And then just and then think you're going to come out and think the other the other team is just going to give up and you're just going to score. No, we saw exactly what happened. It turned into a barn burner. Yeah. And if it's if it's a divisional game. Yeah, you just can't have it. If you're if you're expecting your defense not to give up all these yards and things, you need to as an offense get these drives going and get more than three freaking points. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> okay, moving on, we've got the Bears over the Ravens. So I had predicted that the Bears were going to upset the Ravens. I'm pretty sure you said the Ravens are going to win. Uh, the Ravens did win. Yeah, I know. You put the Bears over the Ravens. Yeah, well, I'm saying so. I have I wrote Packers over Vikings. I said I was wrong. Okay, I, I said I was almost night. right. So the the Bears, the Bear. I think that one of the biggest things that really that that kind of put the nail in the coffin for the Bears to lose that game was Justin Fields going out with a ribs injury. Well, but the main thing was that Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson this week, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> was out 
Yeah, with non-COVID, but he was out with an illness. So who knows what this game really could have been. And then, yes, Justin Fields going out. But Lamar Jackson was out of this game, and they still won. Yeah, so it, it definitely was an ugly battle. Uh, the fact that, you know, they, they both played with backups, that you know, right, especially right at the end of the game. Um, it was it was kind of ugly, but at the same time, the Bears like once Andy Dalton came in, like for some that they had a, some sort of fire that kind of like helped them like elevate to a um, to a, a lead near the end of the game. But the Ravens were able to drive down the field, score, they, kick, they kicked the game winning field goal. They just need to take this leave Fields out the rest of the season. All right, stop getting him freaking injured because your offensive line can't block or he thinks he needs to run. Just leave Dalton in there. You paid him money, right, to be to come in and be your starter. And he may have, yes, he got injured, but now he's okay again. Put him back in. Let Jack, let Jack, let Justin Fields sit back. Yeah. And continue to learn. If you want to blame Matt Nagy or whatever, learn his terrible offense for the rest of the season. And then if if Nagy hits the hits the road, well, Justin Fields is is still okay. You know, he's not yeah. beat up. Ribs are fine. Everything's fine. Use him as your backup. Now, personally, I like him being in there getting beat up because uh, I think he's a freaking clown. Uh, there was a, uh, on NFL.com before the game uh, started, it was something about him being the, turning into the starter or, or being seen as the franchise quarterback. And the quote said, the whole team is starting to feel it. Shut up. <laughs> you are annoying. Okay? <laughs> you, want, you, you came in. I think it's his face, too. He, it just seems like he believes that he's better than everybody else. You're not, okay? And you're playing for the Bears. And like my favorite YouTuber, NFL YouTuber says, the Bears are not allowed to have good quarterback play. And guess what you get? You get not good quarterback play with Justin Fields against a non-Lamar Jackson-led team, and you lose, and you get your ribs beat up. So... You need to just shut up, okay? I wish more of these guys would just shut up and not say stupid stuff like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. the whole team feels it. <laughs> I'm a rookie quarterback. <laughs> no. So just for your own sake, do terrible in practice so that they don't put you back in there and make Dalton the starter for the rest of the year. And that's what I'm going to say about that game. Okay. Glad the Ravens yeah. won. Yeah, the Ravens Yeah, with the, with the Ravens winning this, uh, with the Ravens winning this game, and the Bills losing, yes. The Ravens were able to take the second, the, t- the second seed in the NFC, or the AFC. Yep. So that's great for them. Um, the the Bills actually that loss brought them down to the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. They went from number two to number six, which well, is crazy because they aren't even leading their own division. Now, I know, so that. they can't be in the top four at all. Right. Mm-hmm. So and yep. New England took it with the win over uh, Atlanta. Yep. The shutout win over Atlanta. So. So, that, so great job for the Ravens. Yep. They're, uh, they're definitely winning and deserving it. Next, we have the Bengals over the Raiders. And uh, we, were, we were very um, high on the Bengals, I think. I think, you know, we, they, we expected them to win this game. Yeah. Um, the Raiders, um, I don't know what it's been in the last couple of weeks. Maybe it's some injuries. Maybe it's just some, you know, maybe it's the coaching at this point is kind of lackluster. That's not, they're not giving the, the correct play calls or, or good play calls, really, to elevate the team to win and score points. But well, their interim coach isn't he a special teams coach. John Harbaugh is a special teams coach. No, no, but John Harbaugh's been coaching. I'm talking about the interim guy right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think isn't he's ever he, been a head coach. Yes, so there's a difference between being just the special teams guy yeah, and now all of a sudden you're the head coach making all the but all I don't the calls. Oh, see I, that's the thing though I don't believe that he is going to make the offensive calls because there's time, there are there are other coaches or um, uh, offensive coordinators that make the play calls to the offense and and vice versa when there's a head coach that's an offensive guy or a special teams guy that yeah, defense but he is he's on neither side of the ball except for when it comes to special teams right so he doesn't have to me he's a special teams guy so he doesn't have the input or the knowledge of input to say, oh, let's let's run it. Because as the head coach, you can always override. Right. So even if even if your coordinator for whichever side of the ball makes a call, you probably don't you, you don't you might not even know how to discuss the next time that you go down the field. 
Yeah. And and right now the Bengals are playing really, really some some good football. Oh yeah. As well, um, that uh, Joe Burrow to um, Jamar Chase connection is really well. Yeah, he's <laughs> doing really yeah, well. Joe Mixon is running the dang football and. Uh, yeah, he, now, are they going to do anything down the road? It see, remains to be seen. But yeah. for this game that we're talking about, the Bengals showed up and they turned it on and they came out with the W. Yeah, I think I think Zach Taylor is. I think he's going to be a good coach for them for a long time. Um, and I think that Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase and T Higgins and these these players on this offense. Are actually going to help them win the their first playoff game since what the eighties, the nineties, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like, Mart, like their their old head coach. I can't remember. I, Marvin uh, Lewis. Marvin Lewis. I he, like that guy. He he won a lot of regular season games for them, but every single time he made the postseason, they always lost that that first round. Zero and seven at least. So you know, like. I think I think that this 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 Bengals team has the potential to to win at least one playoff game in the last twenty years. You know, I can so, agree with that. Yep. So I, I I commend them. They played great. I mean, Joe Mixon ran thirty times for one hundred forty eight yards, two touchdowns. Yep. Great job. So okay, La, uh, last of the um the big like the the regular play games we had uh. The Cardinals and the Seahawks, and I couldn't be more right about this. They the You're Seahawks right. the Seahawks just could not get anything going. Whether Russell Wilson's fingers is really uh, really bothering him, um, but or the defense just doesn't like they're they're just not in sync. Whatever it is, injuries, they just can't stop anybody. And it's Colt McCoy they start. I see. I had a feeling that Colt McCoy was going to start, so I had a feeling that it was going to be downgraded or downplayed that oh it's Colt McCoy it's the backup you know he's you know he's we should be able to pick him off like twice or whatever blah 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 no you don't prepare for that kind of thing you have to you have to play 60 minutes of football at all times as best as you can and it showed that they couldn't do that the fact that now i will say this too DJ Reed one of their one of their top corners and uh, Jamal Adams were, were were banged up. I mean, Jamal Adams still played with, but that, that groin injury's been bothering him. He toughed it out, which is great because it shows great leadership. But at the same time, you know, at this point in the season, I don't like you have to win out for you to make the postseason. Mm-hmm. There's too many other great NF, or NFC teams that are going to take those those four five or those five six seven spots, like. They have to play lights out for the next for the last eight games, seven games, whatever it is, and they have to win out in order for them to get anywhere close to the postseason. And if they don't make the postseason and they don't get a winning record, someone's getting fired, and I think it's going to be Pete Carroll. Um, um, on the flip side, though, the Cardinals they played a great game. They didn't have they still didn't have Kyler Murray. They still didn't have DeAndre Hopkins, and they still came out and showed out. AJ mm-hmm. Green played great. Zach Ertz had a show. He had, he, what, had, he had two touchdowns. That's the mark of a good team. Absolutely. When you don't when you don't have your two superstars in there and you still win. Yeah. I could I can very I can absolutely see the Cardinals make it to the NFC Championship game, making it to the Super Bowl. Um and, and, and I think they're gonna play well in those in those games if they make it. So um well fought by the by the Cardinals, the Seahawks. They have a lot to figure out. You know, even watching those press conferences, it doesn't. It seems like like no one's on the same page. You know, Russ is saying it's his fault. Pete Carroll saying it's his fault. Jamal Adams saying it's his fault. And then Tyler Lockett comes out and just honest, like we don't know what the hell's going on. You know, we we go out, we we look at the film and it says that this team's going to do this. Okay, cool. Then we go and see it in the game and it's like, where the hell is the stuff we 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 practice for? What is this? We don't mm-hmm. even know what this is. So. Something needs to be figured out. Someone like the some translators got to come in and, and and translate what what is supposed to happen and what they're supposed to be studying for each game, and that's that seems like the only way they're going to win. Mm-hmm. New coaching, something. So, um, uh, so can I, yeah. can I just add one thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Russ. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, uh, another. Uh, so the <laughs> game of the week was the Cowboys over the Chiefs. Uh, was um, our, our my prediction of the Cowboys over the Chiefs? I believe you said the same thing. Cowboys over the Chiefs. Because nobody likes the Cowboys. That's true. So, but uh, then but a we miracle were, happened. Yeah, and they lost. They didn't. They didn't score they a touchdown. They it was what nineteen to nine, I believe, was the final. Nineteen to nine, trash. So they still the Cowboys didn't have the two of their of their best offensive or defensive linemen. Yeah, Randy Gregory and um, Demarcus Lawrence were not there. We're not in the okay. game. So it was just Micah Parsons. But Micah Parsons was showing out. That dude is a stud. They they like. Would like you we, say that he is by chance a very great, player? very great player? Absolutely. And, and what's what's great too is the fact that they were having so many issues on defense for the last four years. Yeah. They get two players in this draft, and they're absolutely they 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 solve their issues. Yeah. Like Funny. how did like that's that's insane. That's great scouting by by the Cowboys, and I think terrible they, scouting they, by all other teams ahead of them. Exactly. Yeah. So um, now the now the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense didn't seem like they did really a whole lot. Frank Clark pressured him, pressured Dak a little bit. That was kind of about it. I mean, they were able to bat some balls down and, and give him a little bit of pressure, but enough pressure to, to throw him off. You know, mm-hmm. they they still didn't have um, like their their offensive line is a little banged up, and they still don't have Amari Cooper. So uh, that's and Tyron that's, Smith was out. Yeah, Tyron Smith was out exactly. Yeah. So they had they had some they had some flaws in their offense that kind of diminished their their gameplay. But at the same time, they're asking Dak to throw over forty times a game, and from from what we've seen Dak and how he plays, if he doesn't have a solid run game and that offensive line is not healthy, they don't play great. Well, they were at also. All. Did we mention they were without? Well, we already knew they were without Amari Cooper, so that right, didn't yeah. Help. So and the fa- yeah, exactly. One of his one of his big reliable targets wasn't there, right? Yep. So then, I mean, Michael Gallup was still, I think, is a, is an underrated receiver, first of all. Mm-hmm. But he and he played decent, and then Cedric Wilson had a couple, had had a bunch of drops, and then um, their tight ends played they they played pretty pretty good. they they had they had a decent run game, but not nothing like they're like they're used to. Uh, the the both Tony uh, Pollard and Zeke had a combined 82 yards on 17 attempts. They barely ran the ball. Like I said, Dak threw 44 times in that game, and he managed. I don't think I have it written down, but they 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 didn't manage very many yards. And the fact that they couldn't produce any points off of that as well when they're like one of the number one score or than the top scoring offenses in the league. Like that's that says something about either what they're trying to do with Dak, or what the what the Chiefs' defense is actually doing to Dak, pressuring him enough and making him throw forty times is is not the recipe that Dak needs. And I think Dak has to have a specific way of play in order for him to succeed at all. And because there are times where he doesn't get that, I think that's why Denver really beat him. Honestly, they pressured him enough and they made him throw a hundred times. Yep, just run the ball. Yeah, if you can, if you are, if you can run the ball, you, you're gonna have to run the ball. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the one of the hidden things in the NFL. Like, it doesn't matter how much this this league, like, wants you to pass the ball, you have to run the ball. It's still football. Yeah, offensive lines can win games, and they will. Yeah. And, and what what makes it harder for for these offensive linemen to really protect their quarterback is because these mobile quarterbacks bounce around so much and move, like they they get into position where the offensive lineman it can't can't can, can, cannot continue to block the defensive lineman because if he does it's a holding call. Well, so he's got to yeah. let him go and let him chase him, and he's like, yeah, okay, instead well, of making a pocket, and your quarterback sits in his bubble, as soon as it starts collapsing a little bit. Uh, he just takes off running, and then your linemen, because contrary to, to belief, they do hold on every play, but it's legal if you're inside the shoulder pads. Once your quarterback breaks contain, your linemen don't have eyes in the back of their head. All of a sudden, their guy is going off to the left. They're still latched into the shoulder pads in the middle, and now it's a holding penalty. Yep. Now 10 yards from the spot of the foul, and now you're screwed. So. Yep. You have to run the ball in this league. It's still football. It's still run the ball. Yeah. If you can run the ball, and if you get two, if you, 
uh, a big part of it is if you go over 100 yards rushing, statistics show that a lot of times you will win the game. Yeah, because you're not not only are you tiring the defensive line out by running through them. Yes. And making these because. I mean, when you when you before the, before the ball snap, these these linemen are right on each other, right? They're like, I mean, directly in front of each other. And the second that ball snaps, they're running right at each other. And when when it comes to the stronger man, you expect that to be your offensive lineman, because the only thing that the, that the defensive lineman want to do is to get out of it. So they're trying to finesse and get out of the way. Your offensive linemen are strong men. They can bully those defensive tackles in and move them around and and tire them out to where when it comes to the pass game and all they got to do is just sit back and keep them away from the quarterback, it makes their life so much easier. And then the the play, like the quarterback can can throw the ball comfortably and he can he can know that his offensive linemen are going to protect him. I mean, yes, you're going to get tired. Everyone gets tired in football. But the fact that the game was designed was to run the ball and then pass the ball. I mean, it works sometimes where you pass then run, but the run is a huge and key component. And there are some teams that expect their quarterback to throw 40, 50 times, and they can't do it. So, <clears throat> okay, moving moving along. Uh, Chargers and Steelers. And we were, and I believe we were both right on this one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we both said about the Chargers were going to get the win. Right. And, Steelers would have just not been playing well. No. I, and, and I think it's a very well-deserved Chargers win as well, especially at home. Um, the the Chargers now almost gave it up like typical Charger fashion and almost let them, let them yeah. you know, win the game. But I think Justin Herbert is the answer that they that they had, like to these prayers of, of Chargers fans to to keep like take them to the promised land. I think I think they could win a Super Bowl with Justin Herbert. Absolutely, I could see that happening with some more experience and you know. Yeah, just build up a couple more pieces around him. Like it, the game shouldn't have been as close as it was mm-hmm. to the Steelers. Yeah, absolutely. But, but you also need those close games for your young quarterback or any quarterback really for your team to overcome and then come out with on top. Yeah. So that was Give that was nice of them to see. Uh, that was nice to see that the Chargers. We're down late, and then they overcame, and they ended up winning the game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they, they definitely have that, that, that connection uh, with each other, you know, the offense. That's, that's the way they're going to win. Um, now, their, their, their defense um, was a little banged up at the end of the game. Their, their safety or corner, Asante Samuel Jr., he, uh, he got uh, a concussion. And so we'll 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 see if uh, if he will be ready for um, this weekend's game, and uh, and hopefully he gets better. Um, but the I think the Steelers got to move on from Ben. There's no way that he's the answer. Just absolutely no way. Well, this draft is not a good one to get a new guy from, but that's what we're gonna have to do. Yeah, I agree. Okay, <clears throat> lastly, we've got the the Monday Night Football game, the Giants uh, and the Bucks. <laughs> and we, this this was our lock of the week, and this is the lock. We were definitely right. Yeah, well, um, anybody I mean, was right. Anybody, anybody who right. bet the 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 Buccaneers over the Giants would have been correct. I mean, it was a it was a thirty to ten victory. You know, it was it was it was a blowout. Tom Brady. Brady looked kind of pissed off. He looked kind of like a goat. Yeah. So um, maybe he'll get there one day. Uh, maybe, maybe he'll, maybe he'll be the best player in the league one day with just, with with just kind of like uh, you know Justin, uh, not Justin. Why did I say that? I don't know. I but, don't know. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. I meant to say oh, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, this game here was uh, was already it was a lock. That's why we that's why we gave it our lock of the week. Yeah, absolutely. There was no way that we could possibly be wrong about this game, and we weren't. The the Giants came out. Daniel Jones did nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you really have like Saquon Barkley as your guy, and you have a good again, you have a great front seven for the Bucks. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So as predicted, as locked in, Tom Brady destroyed the Giants. Yeah, it, I mean it was all Tom Brady. He was all over the place. It just. Just give him the MVP already. All right? Yeah. It's it's really ridiculous. Yeah. Why why do we keep playing games? 
really. You have Tom Brady on the Bucks. They're going back to the Super Bowl. Um, anybody that doesn't see that is a moron. I'm sorry to all your listeners out there, but you have to see it. They're going back to the Super Bowl. He gave those couple teams, you know, some wins. They're like, he's like, all right, you can have those. Um, but now it's time for me to get back to business. I am the most valuable player the league has ever seen. I can do it without anybody on the team. So it's all Tom Brady. Yeah. And from beginning to end of this game, remember we said. Oh, we should have. Remember we been said over. at the time of the podcast, the game was already over. Yeah, I agree. And they might as well not have even played the game because it would have been less embarrassing for the Giants to just forfeit the game. Yeah. Which they should have done because they were playing Tom Brady, Mr. Two Losses in a Row for some reason, on primetime football. You think that he's going to lose the No. My favorite part was when Daniel Jones threw the ball. The dude got freaking thrown to the ground. They threw the penalty flag, and as we, I believe we predicted in the prediction show, they just went ahead and picked it up. Yeah, that never that happens. Was, that was a blatant that never happens. call, and that should have given you know not at least saying, a little bit of life to the Giants. Not saying that the game would have been, the game was still over, but the score could have maybe been seventeen to thirty, or it would have been thirty. Maybe they would have went up and put thirty-seven to seventeen. But the Giants would have had a, you know just an extra score in there to make themselves feel a little better. But yeah, no, they probably they threw the flag down. Tom Brady looked at him like, "Are right, excuse me." And then the refs went over and was like, oh, uh, sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom. And then they picked the flag up. I'm surprised they didn't just throw the flag directly at Jalen Jones' head and say, you can't pass the ball, idiot. <laughs> That's intentional throwing of the football to complete the pass. Now, Tom Brady. I will, say, I will say this, though. They were picking on that one guy, Bunting. I think that was his last name. Uh, he's a hyphenated name. I think his last the last part of his name is Bunting. But, and he's the corner for the Bucks. They were picking on him. Daniel Jones was. And I think the reason why the Giants didn't have any sort of like life on that team was because on the offense, because Jason Garrett is the is offensive the coordinator. He's the problem. Mm. He was the I mean, looking at that, that was about as mediocre as the Cowboys had been the last, you know, ten years. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the the Cowboys you know, but before Dak and then like a couple years after they had Dak and Zeke. The Cowboys were boring. You didn't. There was nothing to expect from them. They weren't going to score much, and when they did score much, it was like a miracle. But they still lost. They they they, they did not play well, and I think that really shows. And that's it's a really bad thing for Saquon too, because he's such a dynamic player, mm-hmm. and the fact that he couldn't really, yeah, the fact that he really couldn't like move the ball down the field, which was. You know, unheard of mm-hmm. with a Jason Garrett offense makes sense. Yep. So, I mean, and then, so we're going to look at the, the stats a little bit for, for Brady and, and, and Daniel Jones. Brady went 30 for 46, 307, two touchdowns and a pick. And I believe that pick was off of a screen uh, that Mike Evans dropped. Oh, that's right. It was just, yeah. So that he, uh, Mike Evans bobbled it. And, and I don't know if it ran back for a touchdown or not. I don't think it did. So, yeah, so I think that the the Giants' problem is that they have a really mediocre offensive coordinator, and I think that's the biggest problem. So, um, well, that's going to conclude this episode of the Rod Miller Podcast. We'll see you guys.